Howdy folks, and welcome to episode 37. 37 of the Moist Podcast. Thank you ever so much for those of you that have joined me for the previous 36 episodes. And if you haven't, well, there's a shitload of stuff to go back and listen to. So, you know, if you've got time, they're about half an hour each for your boots. But in this particular episode, this particular week, we are delving deep into a very important subject, if I'm honest, with something which is at the the roots of every client I work with, even with myself, with what I'm looking to achieve. The basis of all of it boils down to, as per the title of this particular episode suggests, confidence. Because there is only so much that you can achieve on what you are given automatically, be it looks, be it you know, intrinsic abilities, talents, etc. But the application of those things is where actually the, the, the meat and potatoes of it comes from, if you'll pardon the saying. And confidence isn't something which you just have or don't have. It's something which must be worked at. It's almost like a muscle in that sense, something which must be I suppose, cared for, nourished, something which must be developed and stressed from time to time. And I suppose to explain that point, I'm going to go back in time. Back in time to, I suppose, school for me. Now picture a 16-year-old Chris. Firstly, had a lot more hair. Secondly, I was just finishing school, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and was in a position where had no real career stuff lined up, really didn't give a shit about my GCSEs, so in actual fact didn't really go to them, and left school going, I have no idea. Went for a job interview uh, for a local refrigeration company, like first ever interview, don't even know what I was thinking kind of going up for it, my stepdad basically set it up for me. Um, I think I failed it miserably. I wore a jacket and suit jacket that was way too big for me. Wore my stepdad's tie, which wasn't fashionable at all. It was awful. <laughs> and it was literally one of those situations where I was like, you know what? This ain't good. And my stepdad took pity on me. And because I didn't know what I wanted to do, he said, look, you know, until you figure stuff out, you can come and work for me. And he ran a shipping company. And so... I was, I suppose, very good at the technical side of things, the computer side of things, not in the way that some people I know are, you know, not kind of coding literate, but I was good with the basic office and things like that. And so because of maybe his lack of confidence in me, in fact, he did later admit that that was the case. Um, and because of my lack of confidence of what the fuck am I going to do with myself, apart from just doss around, he gave me a job and I became his office and operations manager, straight to a management position. I was quite proud of that. <laughs> Uh, and so my job was basically just the general day-to-day -day running of the office. But in the process of doing that, and obviously in the process of being an operations manager, the whole point is, you know, managing things, picking up the fucking phone. And my confidence was shite. Like, I would quite happily not pick up the phone. So much so to the point where I'd let it ring. If he was in the office as well, I'd let it ring and let it ring and let it ring and make him pick it up, which was crazy for obviously what I was there to do and don't get me wrong I did do a good job I wasn't just dossing and slacking off etc but I was just not confident like I can't even I can't even picture it now because it was so alien to kind of where I am now you know and I suppose going back perhaps a little bit further 
If you guys have ever tapped my name into YouTube, and by all means, have some fun with that if you want to. There's some funny videos there. I sing and play guitar, or at least I used to. And I used to do gigs in sort of local pubs and clubs in the area. I suppose my biggest gig, or the one that I'm the most proud of, is I did a gig in the paddock of the uh, Brick Car 24-hour race at Silverstone, which was awesome. Combined music and motorsport. It was absolutely epic. Um, and if you guys want to hear some of the stuff that I've done and see me much, much younger with much, much more hair, oh my days, uh, then by all means, tap my name into YouTube and you'll see what comes up. There's a lot of content on there, so have some fun with it. A lot of embarrassing content too. Uh, but I digress. So I'd built up a little bit of a bedrock of confidence in terms of my music, but the problem with that is when you first kind of step up into the microphone, beginning of the gig, you're not confident, you get the first song out of the way, you see the reaction, and then the confidence comes, which is all well and good, and I'm su I suppose every artist has that to a point, but it does put barriers in the way because you have to get that first song. You know, you have to get that reaction. Otherwise, you then go into the next song not being confident and the one after. And obviously, I was very young, very, you know, immature at this stage. And so I didn't have this bedrock of confidence on my own. And at the age of sort of 15, 16, I just started lifting weights at home. At the age of 16, I had just joined uh, a gym, which obviously we'll get to in a second. And I wasn't massively confident. Um, and I remember clearly, actually, one of my experiences in the gym was there was a guy taking the piss out of me. And it was basically, I was sat on a machine, wasn't really confident to look around the gym in between sets, was feeling very out of my depth. And so I just ended up looking at my um, at my watch because I was timing my rest period, which back then I didn't realize how important that potentially was. And turns out I was right and he was wrong in this situation, which is quite funny knowing what I know now. But he was one of the big guys and uh, I just could hear him taking the piss going, like pretending to look at his like his wrist like he was wearing a watch and being like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, do my set. And like you could hear him taking the piss, etc. And it was, yeah, it, it stuck with me and I still remember it now. His name was Dean. Uh, and he, to be fair, we ended up getting along as, um, as time went on, as the career that I kind of progressed into, but yeah, that, that stuck with me and that kind of dented my confidence with the gym quite a bit. And I suppose with doing these podcasts, with doing what I do on social media, with my clients, with my classes, with just the general way I am, even on the fucking school run, you would be, you know, you, you would think that the confidence had always been there. You would think that this is just who I am, a natural extrovert, but couldn't be further from the truth. And continuing on from the story of where I worked and not wanting to answer the phone, I then got a job on a Saturday working for Fitness First on reception. So the gym that I was going to as a member, I then became member of staff. Uh, I got the gym free, result. But uh, obviously working on front of house, you've got to have a little bit of a big rock, big rock of confidence. You know, part of the fucking job is A, picking up the phone, uh-oh, and also, you know, saying hello to members and signing them in. So I don't know what it was. I don't know why I even took the job because obviously I wouldn't even answer my phone at home. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm now in a gym or in a job where that is like the main responsibility. I was a receptionist. But kind of that then forced me into a situation where I had to become confident. And so the more and more time went on, the more and more I was there, the more and more I settled into the role, the more confident I became. And the gym was absolutely exponential in my growth to becoming just a more confident individual. And so that then grew into 
I suppose without giving you all the gory details up until that point, grew into the person that I am today. And this is why I hold health and fitness in such a high regard because it took me from being this introvert who was, you know, literally I spent all my time at home on my own. I had friends, but never really made any effort to see them, never really went out. I spent so much time on my own. And ironically, sometimes as an adult, you can miss that, particularly when you have so many fucking children around. Um, But it's funny to go from that position to being someone which basically just lives on their own, has friends, but kind of chooses not to hang out with them. So then I even didn't go to school because I was like, yeah, not fast. I'd rather just be at home on my own. Uh, Almost a bit emo-like, but I wasn't emo. Did a couple of emo things. Painted my fingernails black. Wore Nirvana hoodies. That was more grandeur as opposed to emo. Anyway, again, I digress. But I suppose going from that position to where I am now was not a giant leap, but like I said, thrusting myself into a position which would naturally build my confidence was a huge thing. It made such a big, big difference to my life. And I wouldn't be the person I am now without those early years of having to be confident, you know, having to be in that position, you know, pick up the fucking phone. And I learned as well that confidence isn't just social it isn't just about your interaction with other people it's a it's an intrinsic confidence it's confidence in yourself now obviously lifting weights you know building up my physique etc helped with that alongside with the job and then obviously the interest of girls etc as what happens when you grow up and you're young with a chiseled jaw and plenty of hair that's the third time i've mentioned that (laughs) um and obviously, you know, confidence comes from from those things. And you naturally get confident as you get older. You know, you figure out who you are as a person. And as you achieve more things, as more days and months go by, your confidence naturally grows. But as I said, that's not just confidence in a social setting of, you know, I'm confident to talk to people or to make small talk or whatever. It's being confident in making decisions, being confident in your own ability. Um, you know, there's, a, there's confidence that comes with managing your finances, you know. And it's as time went on, more and more confidence kind of grew. And I grew confident in my ability, which is what then obviously led me into management roles, which is what then led me into, you know, doing what I do in terms of being a personal trainer and coaching other people. And, you know, earlier than that, managing people, you have to be confident in your ability to be able to do those roles. You have to be confident in your ability to manage people, you know, and With that comes a certain amount of foresight, you know, looking ahead to the future to know what's coming, to be confident about an approach. And the reason why I've kind of shifted what this podcast this week, what episode 36 was actually going to be about, um, and we'll touch on that next week, to focusing on confidence is last night I did the first class back after lockdown two. Uh, my first exercise class and obviously there's loads of new regulations that have come about because we're in West Sussex we're in tier two and so there's a lot of things you can and can't do in comparison to what we could do earlier in the year and I stood up in front of the class and all day and I remember this from my gigging days I had this nervous butterfly feeling in my stomach this almost sicky feeling where like you dare eat anything you're just not hungry and the thought of food just kind of just doesn't appeal to you because you're just sick with nerves and as more and more as I did more and more gigs when I was younger and not having this feeling was a bad thing you know this feeling kept you alert it stopped you from being a dick and making mistakes and so there were a few gigs where I didn't get butterflies went up came across too arrogant too overconfident they ended up being shit gigs but all the gigs that I had this kind of pit of my stomach nervousness it's 
was beneficial. You know, it was a good gig. I was on my toes. I was receptive. I was alert and it always paid dividends. And whenever I've had a break from the classes, I always get this nervousness. You know, I'm confident in my ability. I settle into it so much so that the classes become second nature. But whenever there's a break, I feel like the new kid again. You know, at the end of lockdown one, it was the case. And at the end of this lockdown, even more so, because here I am walking into a class in a format, in a way that I've never taught before. You know, my classes are all about interaction and socializing. And suddenly we're not allowed to do that anymore. Suddenly there's this whole whole new raft of regulations. And not to mention with the classes, especially the first couple, everybody, as I learned from the end of lockdown one, everybody waits to get the feedback from people that have been. The classes, you always think that, oh, people have had like six months without activity. They're going to come back. Everybody's going to want a class. But it's not actually the case. You're going to get like the first week of classes. And I suppose instructors, if you're listening to this, this is how it tends to go for me anyway. You get this first week where the classes are a little bit quieter, where people aren't quite confident to come along yet because they're not quite sure of how it's going to go. Maybe not a huge amount of confidence in themselves at that point. And they talk to the people that went. And then the feedback comes from them of how safe it was, did you enjoy it, etc. And so that puts even more pressure on this first class because I'm sat there going, Moisey, you can't fuck this up, mate. This is this is the advert for the rest of the classes, you know. You need all of these people to walk away and be singing your praises. Uh, and so you just snowball the pressure that's on yourself. So then in the middle of class, uh, one thing I've learned about my own confidence is to embrace awkwardness. Instead of trying to kind of paper over it, instead of trying to always seem like you have your shit together, speak your mind. And it's it's done wonders for me as my career's gone on, as I've got older. So I spoke my mind and I went, guys, not going to lie to you, shit and broken glass about this one. You guys won't see it because I do have a good poker face. But was really nervous, was nervous about doing it wrong, was nervous about remembering how to run a fluid class because it's got to be fun. It's got to be challenging it's got to flow if it's disjointed and there's mistakes and it's not well thought out it's not slick i suppose is the best term then people pick up on it pretty quick you know and so i said to everyone i said i'm not gonna lie i've had this nervous feeling all day i just i hope you guys like this you know and ads one of my clients sent me a message today turning around and saying about the class and saying like i would never in a million years have thought that you of all people would be nervous and I said to her, I joked and said, oh, maybe that's a, a topic for a podcast. And I've thought about it for the rest of the day. And I went, you know what? No, I'm going to talk about that because it's very easy to think of people like myself as a different species to those people that are maybe not as confident to stand up in front of a group of people, you know, people that are not as confident in their own ability in themselves. I remember a couple of years ago, we went to London to see a show and there was a massive fuck up with the coaches and there's all the people that are kind of due to be getting this coach back and no one knows where it's picking them up from the driver's fucking lost or broken down or late or something i can't remember what the situation was and no one was taking charge there was no rep there to to meet us and i had the um the guy's number because i called up woods travel and they gave me the um the driver's mobile number to directly call him to find out where he was i think he was late if i remember it correctly and so obviously someone had to take charge. So there I am, stood in the middle of London outside the um, the Lyceum, I think it was the Lyceum Theatre, just shouting like anybody, you know, on the, um, who's just seen the Lion King, you know, wanting to go back. 
uh, back to Bognor Regis, etc. You know, come meet me over here in the middle of fucking London to a lot of complete strangers. And there I am organizing people going, right, you guys wait here. If you can form a queue for me. And I'm walking out into the middle of the street to flag down the driver to go, we're here. And it was like just taking charge of that situation. Whereas if you told younger Chris, teenage Chris, don't answer the phone, Chris, that that's how I was going to turn out, I never would have believed it. Because confidence doesn't come, like I said, from just you have it or you don't have it. Sure, I suppose maybe people that are born with a silver spoon in their mouths or born with a chiseled jaw or whatever have a more natural ability to be confident, perhaps. I don't know. Sometimes it's difficult to know what's beneath the surface. And hell, that's kind of what this podcast is about, isn't it? You know, you guys don't know what's beneath the surface of me. And I'm forever doubting myself. Both with, you know, what I said to you guys about with the classes and, you know, sometimes in my coaching ability, you know, I know I know my shit. I know I know what I'm doing. I know what I know. I know what's best for the people I'm coaching and I know the advice I'm giving is correct and is thought out and is calculated. But sometimes I come off of the back of a check-in day or I come off of the back of speaking to a client and I just close in on myself. I'm just like... Do you even have a fucking clue what you're doing? I'll wake up some days and I don't know, maybe I'll see something on social media, see something another personal trainer has said, you know, see something in terms of what a client has come back with feedback and I'll just sit there and I'll just be like, do you even have a fucking clue what you're doing? And it's not that I don't, you know, let's not stress that one. Anybody who's thinking of working with me, don't worry, folks, I do know my shit, but I suppose the biggest thing I want to get across with this is that that confidence has been built, but that confidence sometimes isn't there. It's not a constant. The majority of the time, I'm me. I'm const. You know, I'm I'm confident in my ability. I'm confident in my execution. Confident in myself. But believe me, there's many a day where I don't feel confident in my physique, where I don't feel confident in who I am as a person, where I don't feel confident in the advice that I give or what I do. It's not a constant to feel like you've got your shit together all the time. Not going to lie, this last week of lockdown, uh, despite the fact that life was about to improve, gyms were about to open up, about to open the class, etc. back up, have been probably one of the hardest of the whole year for me. Because just this whole year and juggling, having to be, I suppose, the confident one and you know, standing up in front of my clients physically and digitally and going, I'll lead you guys through this. Don't worry, you know, stick with me. I'll kind of make sure you guys are doing okay. We'll keep you focused. And then obviously applying that, making sure that people are staying focused, leading them, you know, being a leader. It takes its toll. And so this last week in the run up to lockdown ending has been quite a pressure cooker in my own mind in terms of just one of those weeks where not doubting myself I guess but just where my confidence in myself has just dropped you know I feel better now just to clarify you know hence recording the podcast about it and because it's important I've always worn my heart on my sleeve with regards to these podcasts and with what I tell you guys about because I feel it's important to be open and honest I feel like the world that we live in nowadays isn't so much is smoke and mirrors Instagram is the the pinnacle of that Everybody lies, everybody hides, everybody shows the side they want you to see, they show the highlight reel. Here comes the uh, the podcast bingo thing I was talking about, as per previous podcast I talked about with uh, with Instagram. 
people don't show the struggles they go through along with the strengths you know it's all very well and good looking at my instagram story and going oh moises in the gym again smashing it or oh moises nice and confident on his walk talk moises has got his shit together because he's always telling people what to do with their shit so here he is you know walking at seven o'clock in the morning this man's got his shit together he's up he's doing something he's giving advice he's confident in the advice he gives I never used to be confident on video. And in actual fact, I touched on YouTube earlier with the videos that I used to do, sing and record. If you guys want to see how unconfident I was in video and how awkward I was with the camera, go on YouTube. Trust me, tap in Chris Moyes into YouTube, watch some of my old covers and look at the weird fucking interaction with the camera that used to happen. And the only thing that's made me more confident is the invention of Snapchat and then Instagram. By doing Insta stories, it's built up my conditioning for this lens. It's built up my ability to look into a lens and not really see a lens, but to see people. Whereas when you first start talking to an, into a camera, you see a lens and you feel awkward and you think, why the fuck would anybody want to know what I have to say? I still remember like my first major, I suppose, on-camera experience. I recorded a video outside the gym and I don't know if my mates are listening to this, but uh, I was in my car and I just pulled up, still had my seatbelt on. And I recorded a video on my phone to post up on social media. Uh, it was about just gym users. If you go back far enough on my Facebook page, you'll find it. And my mates at the time, which were also my employees, um, did a parody. And they all went out into the car and took the piss because I had my seatbelt on, took the piss about what I was saying, the advice I was giving. And it was luckily it was funny and they were really good lads. And they still are, to be fair. We're still good friends. But it was awkward and it was the first time like someone had taken the piss out of something that I'd put out there. And it was a good learning curve for me because there were people taking the piss, as there always would be. There were people that were judging me and, you know, making a joke out of what I was doing. But luckily, there were people that I trusted. And so it hit me and it hit hard, but it didn't hit in a way which was detrimental. It was a good learning curve. It conditioned me, if you will. To understand that every single time you put yourself out there, whether it be stood outside the Lyceum Theatre in London, whether it be answering the phone, whether it be recording a podcast or putting a video up on Facebook, firstly, you're always going to get people that disagree with you. And secondly, you're always going to get people that judge you. People that are not interested in what you have to say and are looking for a flaw in what you have to say, regardless of whether it being the most sound piece of advice. You know, there are always people looking to judge you and so it would be a lie to sit here and say that I don't care what people think because I do I can't do the profession that I do if I don't care what people think because I, I coach people I look after people but the confidence in my own ability the confidence in my foresight to know what I'm teaching what I'm saying is the right thing the confidence to put myself out there comes from experience and time and resilience when I wasn't feeling confident and someone maybe said someone something or took the piss, whatever. It comes from being able to compartmentalize the way that I'm perceived. I speak on my Instagram quite a bit about every piece of content I put out there. All I care about is helping one person and that really helps. Because in my mind, instead of me focusing on all the people that might take the piss, all the people that might judge what I have to say or critique the advice I give, you know, or the data or the science or whatever, or the whatever behind it. If I'm sat there and I record the video and I post it up on Facebook and I go, you know what, I don't fucking care. If it helps one person, it was worthwhile doing it. I will take all of the piss takes. I'll take all of the judgment, all of that, because if it helps one person, then that time was well spent. 
And that's what's helped me kind of build that side of my confidence too. Alongside, obviously, gigging in front of, you know, hundreds of people, um, going and doing X Factor, which is a whole nother fucking story, uh, and gigging in front of thousands of people there and, you know, doing the X Factor thing. Uh, again, like, there's a rabbit hole. Probably not enough for a whole podcast, but it's, it's an interesting story. Uh, maybe I'll tell it one day. I don't know. If there's enough response on this one, if you guys mention it enough, uh, yeah, I don't know. I tell you what, let's let's have a little test of engagement. Okay, send me the hashtag uh, X Factor Moisey. Hashtag X Factor Moisey. Send that over to me and on any forum, and let's see if uh, let's see how many people have listened to this. How many people want that story? But going, I suppose, full circle back to confidence. It helps you establish things quicker. Ask any woman, for example, and they will tell you that confidence in a man is actually more important than what they look like, to a point, of course. And so confidence gets you a long way in that sense. Confidence with regards to your approach when it comes to anything you're following, your program, you know, confidence in your ability with that, because especially when it comes to fat loss, you know, people put their confidence in me because of my experience, because of what I do, because of my track record, you know, two days in, even a week in, People can sometimes get results which could potentially tell them the opposite of what they're trying to do. Christ, the amount of times people will, despite being advised not to, weigh in early, like three or four days after, you know, coming on board and starting their approach. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what's going on, man? You know, I'm gaining weight, etc." And it's because of a lack of confidence in the approach. So they take it upon themselves because they want that control. And sometimes building your confidence in something means relinquishing control. I can't control the people that are going to judge me or take the piss. I can't control, you know, whether someone is going to enjoy a class or not, you know, or whether someone's going to think it's safe. All I can control is the elements that make it safe. All I can control is, you know, trying my best to get it to a position where they enjoy it because of experience. And I suppose experience and confidence, I guess, go hand in hand. I suppose to close out this story or this podcast... There was a client of mine that he said he wanted to be more confident to take his shirt off. And we talked about it and, you know, I said to him, I was like, why, why is that? And he was like, well, I just want to go to the beach. He said, I want to be able to take my shirt off and go, you know, look at my amazing physique. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember if I've touched on this before. I'm getting old, memory's going bad. But I said to him, I said, so you do realize that, you know, if you went to the beach now and you took your shirt off, you'd be conscious, wouldn't you? And he was like, yeah, ridiculously, I wouldn't do it. I said, but what if you did? And he was like, well, I'd be worried that everyone's judging me. Well, in actual fact, nobody's nobody's looking, nobody cares, you know. Everyone's focused on their own shit. Everyone's focused on their own physiques. And uh, even, the, even like the fucking chiseled, you know, shredded ones. And so I said to him, I said, you do realize that you're chasing a goal which isn't going to happen, yeah? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, when you achieve your goal of fat loss, when you've got, you know, the toned stomach that you're after, when you've lost the weight and you get to the beach, I said, you do realize you're not going to think about it, right? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, well... The actual confidence comes from freedom. I said, you're not going to get to the beach when you've achieved your goal. Take your shirt off and go, look at me. I said, what you're actually going to do is get to the beach, probably get a little bit warm. You're probably going to think, oh, I'd like to even out my tan so I don't have my t-shirt tan anymore. And you're going to take your shirt off. You're just going to get on with your time at the beach. You're going to have your conversations. You're going to play your games. You're going to lay there. You ain't going to think about it. Because the confidence from that transformation doesn't come from look at me 
what actually happens is it leads to freedom. It leads to the, you know, the thought doesn't even cross your mind. Instead of it crossing your mind of going, you're now in a position where you people can see this, you're actually in a position where you don't even think about what other people are thinking. You just get on with your day. And so when you become more and more confident, whether it's putting something out onto social media, whether it's in a social setting, when we're allowed to be in one again, whether it is teaching a class, whether it's being on the beach, whether it's a physical, mental, an interaction, whatever, confidence actually comes from freedom. It comes from not second guessing what you're doing. It comes from just doing it. The quality of life that I talk about so much, you know, the quality of life that having confidence brings you is not a quality of life where you are conscious of always what you're doing and second guessing what you're doing. The confidence comes from the freedom of just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't second guess myself when I record my walk talks now. You know, I don't second guess myself with a Facebook video because I don't think about other people's perception in that way anymore. I just do it because I enjoy doing it. I get to the end of a walk talk and it's like my own therapy on Instagram. I don't think too much about people's perception of it, the way people are going to perceive it or anything like that. I literally just get on with it, you know, and it's a freedom. It's not a conscious thing of, oh, I know my shit. That sounds really good. People are going to love this. People are going to love me. It, it doesn't come from that position. It comes from a position of not even thinking about it. So confidence, freedom, hand in hand. So I suppose to bring this one to a close, confidence isn't what you think. And it will come with experience. It will come with time. It will come with transformation. When you start achieving shit and when you're the one who's achieving it, yeah, direction, support, accountability, etc. you know, with a coach, whatever, is great. But when it comes from you actually achieving something, setting a goal and ticking it off, that will give you confidence. Applying something, just being consistent even, that in itself is an achievement and that in itself will lead to your confidence. Whether it be with relationships, whether it be with interactions, whether it be with the process of something, having confidence to know that something is going to work, which again, comes from experience. Just bear in mind that everybody has moments where they don't have their shit together. Everybody has moments where they are a fucking 15-year-old boy or 15-year-old girl again, absolutely shitting broken glass because they feel like they're going to get found out. They feel like an imposter. You know, you may have maybe have heard of the, the term imposter syndrome where you feel like I haven't got my shit together. I don't I don't have a clue what I'm doing or at least I don't feel like I have a clue what I'm doing. And these people are going to find me out. These people are going to know they're going to hear it in my voice. They're going to hear the nerves. You know, they're going to see through what I'm saying and they're going to realize that I haven't got a fucking clue. You do. But you're never going to stop that voice rearing its head every now and then. Because even someone like myself, which can come across as being the most confident, absolutely have my shit together person in the world, I don't. I have moments. I have sometimes sequential, consecutive, whatever you want to call it, days where I just want to kind of just hide my head and just run away. Days where I'm not confident, days where I'm shitting broken glass because I worry that someone is going to go, yeah, you're not actually very good at this. And I don't know, at the grand old age of 32, maybe I'm now thinking that that's normal. 
I don't think it's right to have confidence all the time. I mean, maybe perhaps that's what arrogance is. Maybe arrogance is not having those days where you don't feel like you've got your shit together. Maybe the only difference between confidence and arrogance is you're kept in check by the days that you don't feel like you have your shit together, which means that you're confident on the other days as opposed to arrogant. Tricky one. But I'll leave that question with you. But folks, just know that wherever you are on your own confidence spectrum, whether you're the kind of person that's confident in your ability with something, but not confident socially, whether you're someone who's ridiculously confident socially, but not confident in your ability, just remember that it is something which is it's a beautiful thing in terms of opening up your quality of life, but it is a muscle and it needs to be trained. If I had never put myself in a situation back when I was 16, where I had to be confident because there I was, the face of a business on the front of house, on reception, then I wouldn't be here talking to you guys now. If I hadn't stepped out that first night at karaoke and then turned that karaoke and brought my guitar along one night and did my first ever gig, no backing track apart from what I performed, if I'd never done that first gig, taken that chance and stood up in front of a load of strangers and started singing, who knows where I'd be now? Confidence comes to a certain degree from taking risk. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to put yourself in a position of being uncomfortable to then be able to grow that confidence. You have to be uncomfortable from time to time because it's the only way you'll grow. Folks, appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Next up is episode 38, I believe. And obviously, that will be the podcast that you guys were meant to get as episode 37 but obviously decided to sidetrack. But hopefully you guys have found this one interesting. Please do find me over feedback. At Chris Moyes on Instagram, drop me a DM. By all means, comment on one of the podcast posts if you want to. Alternatively, you can drop me a message on Facebook at Chris Moyes Fitness. Um, And of course, as always, to keep the podcast alive, iTunes reviews, peeps, reviews and ratings, of course. If you're listening to this on iTunes, even if you're not, do me a favor, just jump over there and just leave us a little review. Helps me know that I'm doing a good job with the podcast and that there's something you guys want to continue to hear. And I suppose the final bit of feedback I need from you guys is any topics that you would like me to cover, things that you personally struggle with. They will always remain anonymous. So you can guy, you guys can drop me anonymous suggestions in terms of you know topics, etc. that you'd like me to cover. If you're enjoying the story format, let me know. Basically, feedback is king, folks, okay? Let me know what you think. Let me know what you enjoy. Let me know what you fucking despise and everything in between. But folks, as always, when it comes to confidence, when it comes to everything you do, when it comes to everything you put out into the world, when it comes to everything that you turn your hand to, everything that you're going through, just remember that accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. See you next time.